time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. The residence of Dr. William Loren, which is in reality a menagerie for machines. We're about to discover that sometimes the product of man's talent and genius can walk amongst us untouched by the normal ravages of time. These are Dr. Loren's robots, built to functional as well as artistic perfection. But in a moment, Dr. William Loren, wife and daughter, will discover that perfection is relative, that even robots have to be paid for, and very shortly will be shown exactly what is the bill. Episode number 44 of The Twilight Zone was the lateness of the hour, and Sean, we've we've finally gotten to the VHS episodes of The Twilight Zone. I don't know whether to congratulate us or not. Or not. <laughs> I think congratulations are in order uh, at the top of every episode, Keith. Uh, yeah, I mean, just, just to, uh, to fill everybody in, I, I don't know um, how many people know this, but there were most Twilight Zone episodes were filmed on film as most TV shows actually are to this day. Um, there were six of them that for whatever reason, they decided to film them on video. So I, it's obviously, especially if you're watching several of these in a row and then you hit this episode, the, the, you know, the visuals, you know, you immediately notice them to me. It looks like a, like an, I always, I never knew that's why it was, it, it looked that way. Um, mm-hmm. To me, it just, I thought it was like, <laughs> I thought the director of like the night gallery had come in and, and shot an episode or is, is, is oh. that the show that like kind of, kind of has that look? Uh, so the thing you'd probably see most on video as far as like dramatic scripted television would be uh, soap operas. Yeah. Yeah. So they have, they definitely have a different look to them and that's because they're filmed on, on on video instead of um, instead of film, and I, and I don't think like they could they could change that because that just becomes like so much a part of the aesthetic of of the shows. It gives them a different feel and everything. Definitely. Um, so that's probably where you'd run into it the most. There's, um, I'm trying to think of the one. I, I feel like there was a uh, <clears throat> uh, like Dark Shadows, maybe. Yeah, Dark Shadows is definitely there, and and that was a little bit more. Kind of that was, was soap opera too. Sci-fi soap opera, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and and actually, I think this one, this one probably could have uh, fit into the, uh, to the uh, yeah, <laughs> to Dark Shadows. Um, I, I think that uh, uh, Mighty Casey, uh, the lateness of the hour, and I sing the body electric. They they are the robot trilogy, as far as yes. I'm concerned. <laughs> Um, so, so this one actually is kind of a Westworld feel to it when you, when you think about it. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, I, I, I'd be interesting to see, interested to see, uh, you know, previously in, in, you know, mainstream entertainment, uh, you know, is, is this one of the earliest stories that, uh, that includes this kind of, <clears throat> this kind of story? Um, basically robots that don't know they're robots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's interesting because, you know, like, um, there's a Star Trek episode called um, City on the Edge of Forever, which is one of the, you know, classic uh, original series episodes. Yeah. And there was always, um, 
So I think Harlan Ellison actually wrote that one, but Harlan Ellison is kind of famous for saying that basically anybody who wrote a sci-fi story was stealing from him. <laughs> and the funny thing is... I only know Harlan Ellison from um, A Boy and His Dog and <laughs> I Have No Mouth But I Must Scream, which is the <laughs> darkest sci-fi story I've ever read in my entire life. <laughs> It is. That's probably the darkest story anybody's read in, in their Ooh, entire life. That is but, uh, depressing. But I, I, I thought it was funny because, like, when you think about it, it's it's very similar to Blade Runner, because you know there's these robots yeah, that yeah. don't necessarily know that they're, uh, are robots. But uh, this actually came out before Philip K. Dick wrote the novel or the the short story, um, or is it a novel? Yeah, it is a novel um, that Blade Runner was based on. Yeah. So it's entirely possible that that uh, old uh, Philip K. Dick just ripped off uh, the, the premise of, of this episode. I like to think he did. I like to think so, too. He's he's actually one of my uh, favorite authors. So <laughs> I, I, I like to think he's just sort of taking the day off. I, I, I mean, listen. I just wrote a novel that was based on a movie that that came out in 1980. <laughs> so I, I, I maybe I'm I'm saying that because I like to think other people have done stuff like that. Righteous Might available yes. wherever <laughs> at cardspress.com. There you go. <laughs> uh, bit bit.ly slash Righteous Might. <laughs> um, yeah, th- that is probably um, probably why I think that. You know, but uh, I can understand. So it's following uh, Jana, Jana. Yeah. Um, and uh, she she's upset because like they've got all these robot servants around, and so ba- basically he wants to stop. She she wants to put a stop to that, and um, you know. Basically, the it it turns out that um, that uh, that she's a robot. So uh, there, I just have so many questions about like everybody's motives here because right we don't know. So basically, uh, uh, Doctor Lauren he he created these these robots as servants. Um, she doesn't like them for some reason uh, because they're too perfect and. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them just massage gives her mom a back massage. Apparently, twenty three and a half hours a day, and for some reason, she's Jana is not allowed to go outside because her dad wants to protect her from the outside world. Is this like? Is this? Is there an apocalypse going on outside? Is it just regular nineteen sixty? Um, I mean, we we find out why, like you know, because Jana. <laughs> might find out she's a robot if she leaves. Yeah. But um Well, I, I don't think that um you know and, and I think this is kind of hinted at, at the episode. It's not like she's really been around for, you know, twenty some odd years or yeah. however long it is. She's probably like a week old and just has the memories of being true, around true. for yes. eighteen years. <laughs> so it probably hasn't been like he's been stringing her along for, you know, eighteen, twenty years just hoping <laughs> that she wouldn't go outside. <laughs> Although maybe he has, I mean, it's it. Parent, you know, parents of real human beings have done that, so who knows? It's true. It's very true. 
so so yeah, you you make a good point about the fact that her her mom is pretty much out of the picture because she's just she she's just got her her robot that gives her a massage and and you know she's just loving life. I mean, she is uh, just not a care in the world. Pretty much, yeah. So she's trying to get rid of uh, these these uh, these robots, and uh, I I believe that uh, you know basically ultimately ultimately she does, but it doesn't work out the way she wants. <laughs> Pretty much, just like just like most uh, episodes of the Twilight Zone. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, she wants she wants her dad to destroy the robots. He thinks that it's, uh, you know, that would be like, you know, murdering a human. Um, and then she eventually says, well, you know, if you don't if you don't do this, then what does she say? I'm going to run away or I'm going to. Yeah. Rock, and um, pockets and march into the ocean or something like that. <laughs> it, it, it sounds about right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Dr. Dr. Lauren basically says that. Uh, you know, he and his wife, who, you know, is mostly out of the picture just because she's constantly getting a massage. Um, you know, they were childless and wanted someone to love, which to me right, reminded me of uh, the movie AI. Yeah. Which so there's another, uh, another another big story that, that ripped off uh, the Twilight Zone. Directly ripped off the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Sterling's family should be just getting checks from everybody. I think they really should. They probably actually do. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I would imagine that that CBS probably still sends them a little something, something <laughs> for for the Twilight Zone. Although I, I think he may have sold the rights to CBS, so so maybe they don't. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder who gets the Netflix money. <clears throat> the the Netflix money. Uh, you know what? I, I think I've seen uh, Carol Serling on uh, on the credits for the new Twilight Zone. So, oh, really? That's, that's probably cool. her way of, of getting a little little something for that. <laughs> um. So Jana gets her wish that uh, all the all the machines are shut down. But um, <clears throat> um, one thing that like uh, you know, I mean, there are some very good performances in the twilight zone however there are some hammed up like eating the scenery performances mm-hmm. and like when, william shatner did you know he was in the uh, last episode that we talked about uh, nick of time oh, i gotta give that thing another watch i had no idea um <laughs> if you were to tell me he's in this episode i'd believe you um no he's not, he, he is in uh he's in nightmare on 20 at twenty thousand feet but that doesn't come up for a while um when janet is at the top of the stairs and she yells i'm a machine and then very like awkwardly bangs bangs her forearm on the side of the the stairs like on the uh like on the handrail and she mm-hmm. starts yelling no pain it's like I mean, I, I, I don't know. It is. Uh, I had to rewind it a couple times just because it was so so funny. Yeah, and that was another thing where it kind of reminded me of uh, of Westworld because in that story, the robots are like they're 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 programmed to just not see things that would tell them that they're, that they're robots. Yeah. And so this would sort of explain why, because once they, if they don't know that they're robots, and then suddenly they find out that they are, it kind of melts their little robot brain. HBO, sign up, send some, send some dollar bills over to, to, to the Serlings. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, 
you know, basically, uh, Janet gets her wish that, you know, the, the other robots are, are shut down, but, uh, um, you know, she, she basically ends up just being the person to give her, her mom soldier shoulder massages. Yeah. Which is kind of like a, I mean, that's a dark ending. I mean, you know, they were, they wanted somebody to love. They, they created somebody to love. And, uh, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they're just like, "Eh, well, she knows she's a robot now. So listen, we're just going to reprogram her. You know, I think queen, um, you know, Freddie Mercury probably watched this episode and then (laughs) wrote the song. Somebody to love. (laughs) I, Send I, I some checks. The queen is sending them some money too. They better. They better. Um, the uh, yeah, I mean, they basically turned her into like you know a vibrating neck pillow. So, listen, you you realized you were a robot, so that means that you're doomed to a life of um, of giving shoulder rubs. I mean, can't you just be like cool? I don't, I can't feel pain. Like, do you want me to go out there and fight crime now? Like, this is great. Now I just know I'm a robot. I'm totally fine with that. I, I suddenly have the urge to go outside and hunt Sarah Connor. <laughs> like, can't they just program Jana to be like a chill dude? So like, so she doesn't freak out when she knows she's a robot. And yeah, it's can- like he opens up the back of the back of her head, you know, turns a, a, a couple screws and suddenly she doesn't care anymore. And they and they uh, yeah, I mean, and then they can still love her just like a daughter, like a crime fighting daughter, <laughs> like a crime fighting robot daughter. <laughs> That's that, that should be the title a of this and the second shirt that we put out. <laughs> or I guess third after the yeah, Futurama one. Third Simpsons, Futurama, and then this one. Crime fighting robot daughter. <laughs> it, that would be a great like shirt for like kids around Christmas. I, I think that uh, we should pitch that series to Netflix. <laughs> Crime <laughs> fighting robot daughter. They literally like buy a, everything. It'll be like the, the Disney, you know, Sunday night movie uh, not quite human. <laughs> It, it, I think it, it's perfect. If yeah, you, in addition to just like you know being around and being a, a, a brother, they're they're also fighting crime. <laughs> if you loved Sarah Jessica Parker in Square Pegs, you'll lose your mind over crime fighting robot daughter. <laughs> Wait, you know we laugh, but we could probably make some money at this. I think so too. Uh this really isn't like a Twilight Zone podcast. It's just you and I workshopping T-shirts and other TV shows. Yeah, I, I think so. Hey, it's the gig economy. We gotta gotta come up with ideas somehow. Tell me about it. It's getting tougher. Uh, so I, I I think that that once again, and you know, I think we've said this about other episodes as well. Um, this one is. Uh, it, it really seems like more of a outer limits episode in that. Yep. The Outer Limits, you know, sort of the premise was a bunch of strange and entertaining stuff is going to happen. It may be a little dark, maybe not. Uh, whereas the Twilight Zone intended to, you know, kind of at least try to have some sort of a moral message. I don't know that this does. I, I, I was, I was reaching, I was bending over backwards to to try to find one, but yeah, yeah. which is interesting because this one is actually written by Serling, so yeah. <laughs> like, you, you you would have expected that it, that it was written by you know, written by uh, Richard Matheson or something, but no, it was actually written by Serling. He just, you know, he, he just, just did, didn't feel like, uh, like being all preachy in, in, 
this particular episode. He took he took a he took a day off just like um, <clears throat> Philip K. Dick, the great writers of our time, Philip K. Dick, and uh, Keith Conrad, uh, author of uh, Righteous Might, available at bit.ly slash Righteous Might. Uh, also, just a uh, just a, a note to keep in mind: William Shatner was not in this episode. I believe it when I see it. I'll I'll give it another I'll give it another watch through. Let this be the postscript. Should you be worn out by the rigors of competing in a very competitive world? If you're distraught from having to share your existence with the noises and neuroses of the 20th century, if you crave serenity but want it full time and with no strings attached, get yourself a workroom in the basement and then drop a note to Dr. and Mrs. William Loren. They're a childless couple who made comfort a life's work. And maybe there are a few do-it-yourself pamphlets still available in the twilights. Cabotron?